This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I saw this uh, yesterday and caught my attention. I thought, thought this was a nice compliment. Um for uh, Texas Tech fans. Uh, this comes from Jalen Bridges. He is a player for Baylor. Tuesday night, number 25 Baylor, uh, excuse me, number 11 Baylor, played at BYU at the Marriott Center there in uh, Provo. Uh, Baylor was ranked 11th and uh, BYU 12th. Apparently the crowd was it was sold out. Uh, after the game, uh, the senior forward Jalen Bridges was asked about the environment at the Marriott Center. He said this, it was rocking in here. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's right up there with Texas Tech and Kansas, honestly. That's good. It's good that, you know, other players kind of look at this and uh, this this fan base. And when you hear people talking about it on, on the air, um, you know, the television commentators that come in from the outside about the environment. And it's always, that's always cool. Uh, but, uh, when a player recognizes that, and and it's not in a negative way. I mean, he's just talking yeah, about sure. the rock, raucous environment, not talking about people throwing things at him or anything along those lines. But that's that's really cool. Uh, in this article, it talks about how Texas Tech has become one of the most intimidating venues in the sport. Uh, the Marriott Center apparently it's, has been one of the best environments, according to this article, in college basketball. But with games against teams like Pepperdine and Pacific – didn't exactly bring out the Provoians, okay? Because they're like, eh, it's Pepperdine. We're going to beat those guys by 32. <laughs> it's kind of like a carnate word, you know? Eh, not really that, not really that enthused about it. But Baylor came to town, um, and uh, there you go. Uh, Spencer Johnson was asked about the crowd and the impact on the game. He said, it's huge. When we go on the road, these other places, their gyms aren't as big as ours. Well, idiot, you guys just built a new one and you decided not to build it as big as everybody else's. And they can get some people in there and it can get loud, but it doesn't get as loud as it does here. So we're super grateful for our fans, everyone that came out. We love you guys. I guess Spencer Johnson plays for BYU. Their places aren't as big as ours. I was thinking that that guy's played for Baylor, so he's not an idiot. <laughs> Pull that back. It's awfully aggressive. I know it was. It was awfully aggressive. Well, I was thinking. Nimrod, stop! Just stop. They built a new place. Yeah, just stop. I was thinking. I was. Got drawn off sides there a little, little quick. Then I six thirty. Or you just jumped. I don't even know that. I jumped. A, I don't even know that there was a hard count. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. It's just, I just took the bait and just, just, uh, just jumped very, very quickly there. Um, anyway, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool uh, that you got uh, that that you had that recognition as well. Um, you know, from another another team, another player, uh, the Red Raiders. Uh, Got uh, three road games left, uh, and a couple of home games. Play Texas next Tuesday, and then uh, a home game at, against Baylor. I would think the environment for uh, Tuesday night is going to be pretty pretty high. Yeah, I would guess. You know, with with Texas coming to town for the last time, right? 
Is a Big Twelve foe? Yeah. Yeah, but they're not. They're not coming back here. I, I don't know, Chuck. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to deal in absolutes when we know that mm-hmm. there's a possibility, but it's not a great one. But what? Uh, what? At what point in time in like in your daily routine or life or just as you kind of look at things, do you deal in absolutes or are you? Does it pretty? Does the line kind of float for you from time to time? Is there something that's like there are absolutes and then others it's the lines blurs a little bit because you seem to me to be a guy of some absolutes there's some core values that you have which I, which are admirable yeah I, I this is a hard question to answer I don't, I'm not really sure how to answer it okay I mean, <laughs> there are certain things like um, am I gonna try to drive on the wrong side of the road I definitely am not going okay. to do that that's that's okay? fair that's fair you know um, I had actually do, had a guy pass me this morning on my way to work. Yeah. Do I th- think that, um, you know, I'll always drive safely? And there's times where I, you know, probably toe a line I shouldn't. Go on so, the wild side a little bit. Yeah, so okay. I, I know not to be absolute with that. Okay. 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 So that's the, that's the, that's. I mean, I don't know what you want me. He will absolutely always love his daughters. <clears throat> he may want to kill them from time to time, but he will still love them while he's doing it. Okay, uh, six thirty-seven this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, Southland Conference. What do you think about this? They suspended eight players for that brawl between Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word. This uh, brawl broke out during the handshake line. They say the article says it lasted for more than a minute. It looks looked to me like it was well well more than a minute. Uh, went across the floor, players and coaches, both teams, trying to stop the melee. A melee. Melee, that's a good word. Donnie Brook. Donnie Brook. Donnie Brook, pretty much reserved for baseball, Jamie. Oh, okay. Donnie Brooks only can break out in baseball games. All right. Uh, four teams from – four players from each team were suspended for flagrant, unsportsmanlike actions. Duh. Uh, the suspensions will begin immediately. I think um, Donnie Brooks, Jeff, can also be used for um, retirement parties for Chris Level also. I think that was a Donnie Brook that we saw that day. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that checks out. Okay. Uh, Texas A&M's Jerome Brewer Jr., Ant Abram, and Kowo Egwa. We're suspended three games. Prince Davies got a one-game suspension. Incarnate Words, Elijah Davis, Alex Anderson, Gabe Penny Till, and Marcus Glover were each suspended two games. Um, Do they allow them to... Stagger them? I don't know. Is that what you were wondering? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I wondered, too. Uh, the two schools had reached a, released a joint statement Monday night saying there is no place in college sports for what unfolded. <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> uh, by the way, the driver of the vehicle that passed you on the way in uh-huh. uh, has chimed in on the Ace Learning Center chat line. It was an ambulance, Chuck. We were trying to save someone's life. No, no, no. It was a, it was a pick em up truck. I mean. I, I got to tell you, he's doing at least 100 because I was doing 80 and he flew by me. So, it was like... If you were 15 miles over the speed limit, it seems, seems kind of rich for you to... Oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I wasn't being critical. I was just stating a fact. 
The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is February the 22nd, 2024. With this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. 1933 is where we will start. Malcolm Campbell sets a world land speed record of 272.46 miles per hour driving his famous Bluebird car at the Daytona Beach, Florida. And Chuck passed him on the way to work today. <laughs> 272, huh? <laughs> 1962, Philadelphia center Will Chamberlain sets an NBA record with 34 free throw attempts, only made 19 of them, in a Warriors 139-121 to win over the St. Louis Hawks at the Philadelphia Civic Center. 4-3 at Lake Placid in one of the biggest upsets in Olympic, Olympic history. Americans would go on to win the gold medal and make a really good movie. No doubt. And it still uh, never gets old there, that uh, commentary from Al Michaels. My favorite part of uh, that commentary, and, and it, when you watch the behind the scenes of Miracle, he couldn't recreate the call. So mm-hmm. they faded in the call to his redo of it in the movie uh, because you can't recreate that. Like, you had to be in that moment at that time in that environment to be able to do that. 1982. So, not fake, not, you know, not planned out ahead of time. It just happened. It It just just happened. happened. It's just organic. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, 1982. Texas Tech rallies from nine points down with 91 seconds left, forcing four late turnovers in a 67-65 win over Texas. Nice. Wow. 2019, Robert Kraft, owner of the NFL New England Patriots, is charged with solicitation prostitution as part of a human trafficking sting operation in Jupiter, Florida. That's interesting. Uh, Happy Cook a Sweet Potato Day. I'm out. And Happy National Margarita Day. I'm in. Frozen, but no salt. My wife enjoys both. Okay. Both the sweet potato and the... Oh, and the margarita. (laughs) I wish I liked tequila. Not together, though, right? No... Sweet potato margarita combo. I mean, not a, like in the, the same drink, but 
I don't think she dips the potato. No, in I mean, but I mean, like, it, I, I mean, don't think she drinks it through. Usually, have like a margarita with chips and hot sauce and Mexican food, as opposed to sweet potato. Yeah, I didn't think she would dip it in there, dunk it. <laughs> I uh, dunk it like a donut in a cup of coffee or something like that. I'm ha- not really sure. Happy birthday, former Red Raider football player Brian Duncan is 36. Mm. Sam McGuavin, 31. And DeAndre Washington is 31. I wonder what he's up to. There's three of them that I mentioned there. Which one are you talking about? DeAndre. DeAndre? Yeah. Uh, He was with somebody this year, wasn't he? Was he with the... No, I'm thinking of... I think that was a couple years ago. I think he's out of the league. Hmm. Uh, Also, happy birthday to Drew Barrymore, who's 49. Rajon Rondo, 38, and Julia Serving is 74. And on this day in 1942, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt orders General Douglas MacArthur out of the Philippines Mm. as the Americans' defense of the island collapses. Roosevelt had to admit to himself, if not to the American people, who who believe the Americans were winning the battle uh, with the Japanese in the Philippines, that the uh, prospects of the American forces were not good and that he could not afford to have General MacArthur fall captured to the Japanese. A message arrived and, uh, on February 20th ordering MacArthur to leave immediately uh, for Melbourne, Australia, where he will assume command of all United States troops. MacArthur at first balked. He was fully prepared to fight alongside his men to the death if necessary. He did finally obey the president's order in March of 42. Yeah, I think sometimes you that gets confused with people thinking MacArthur got fired. Well, he did later. Yeah. Not here. Not there. Okay. And this is when he, he said that uh, he shall return. He shall. I shall return. That's and right. that is this day in sports history. That's this day in sports history. I shall return. <clears throat> you know, one of the, uh, going back to the uh, Miracle on Ice story, uh, I, I knew that there was kind of a, in terms of Al Michaels getting to do that game, he got to do that game, that hockey game, over Keith Jackson, Frank Gifford, and Howard Cosell because none of those guys had done a hockey game and Al Michaels had, but apparently he beat out new new uh, New York Islander commentator George Michael. You know George Michael for the sports machine. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was thought that was kind of interesting. Six, Plus his work with the Wham. With who? Wham. Wham. Oh yeah, that George Michael. They were they weren't related, but right. George Michael. Wham, I forgot about. Wham. Uh somebody says this off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Frozen with salt, sassy redhead. Okay. Is that your is that the Mrs. Texan in this morning? <laughs> no. I doubt it. <laughs> doubt it. Uh, somebody says this. Have you tried an Italian margarita? Sugar on the rim with a shot of amaretto, amaretto liquor, preferably disarona. No. No, I have Does it replace the tequila is the problem with me. Mm. That's where I... like the taste of it? I don't like tequila, like just in general. Like um, the I've, taste of it? The taste of it. I've, I've tried the good stuff. I've tried the medium stuff. Mm-hmm. I've tried the cheap stuff. Don't like any of it. Okay. I, I wish I liked tequila because the there's a lot of fun recipe drinks that involve tequila that I would like to enjoy. But well, drink enough of it and you won't be able to taste it anyway. Right, oh yeah. yeah, you will. 
It's and got that just aftertaste that is not fun. Uh, Tennessee Raiders. Enough is, of it, and the aftertaste will be, um, you know, will be returning to you. <laughs> from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, this is from Tennessee Raider. Chuck, look, they're more delinquent than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bullfighter, which was going faster, Chuck? Your soapbox derby car or that guy on the loop? That was my <laughs> Pinewood derby car. Not my soapbox derby car. I never did the soapbox derby car. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and uh, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We had uh, interesting uh, halftime entertainment last night at the Moody Center in uh, in Austin. It's kind of a maybe the way to describe him was a a poor man's red panda because we were leaving shoot around yesterday and I saw this unicycle and I said look at that and thinks like maybe the maybe the red panda's going to be here tonight. I'm like oh that'd be cool. But I thought nah the red panda's not going to be here tonight and uh, so. Hasn't this, Hack seen the Red Panda like three times this year? Twice at least. You're I, so jealous right now. I am. I am. When I, when I was listening to that game in Oklahoma and I was listening to their halftime and I heard the Red Panda music, I was like, damn it, the Red Panda again for those guys. Everybody gets the good one, Jamie. <laughs> it's not fair to me. And anyway, anyway, this guy, you know, did his, you know, standard deal with the board and the roller thing and being on a chair but then they brought out a ladder and they put it like right in front of us i'm like what's the ladder doing there and then they brought out the unicycle and this guy got on the ladder i mean this thing was a tall ladder and a tall unicycle i mean it takes tremendous strength skill balance everything to do what this guy did he got on a unicycle that was probably i don't know he seemed like pretty high up in the air like five six feet think the thing was as tall as i am you know, I'm the unicycle or the ladder. Well, both. <laughs> but I mean, it was one of those tall ladders. It was one of those Werner kind of ladders, you know, that they use. But anyway, but then the guy gets on there and they throw him a basketball, and he's he's dribbling from half court and he dunks in. I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty good. Then he goes down to the other end, dribbling, 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 and goes to the free throw line and misses one, then hits it, then goes to the three point line and the guy nails it. Nice. Nice. I mean, and he's, I mean, he's on this unicycle, and you're like watching him going, this guy's going to fall. Like, and there would have been like a, a long fall. It would have been, it would have hurt. And then he goes over to the sideline, and he had given some things to these old men. Uh, it, it almost, they looked like uh, kind of like plastic bowling bins, but they weren't. They kind of, I don't know really what they were, but. They were supposed to throw it to him, and he was going to catch it. And one guy's throw was just terrible. One guy's was pretty good, but anyway, it was it was entertaining, which is part of the purpose of halftime entertainment, right? Yeah, that's good. It's supposed yeah. to be entertaining. Was it a six eleven ladder like Bullfighter says? And if so, did they put his shoes on to measure him? I I don't I don't know. Uh, I like I said, it was it was tall. It was taller than I would get on. Because it's like, how is because and he did not, he wasn't one of those um, acrobats that comes out there with this. I mean, this guy looked like somebody that had just, you know, come from, you know, the barbecue place or, you know, would be your normal guy that you'd find at the bar sitting at the end, you know, kind of had a, a little bit of a belly on him and didn't look 
didn't look like he had any kind of impressive, you know, core or leg, leg strength or anything like that. Just looked like a regular dude. Like they pulled somebody out of the stands. Regular dudes are good. Yeah, regular dude. But I mean, he was, I mean, like I said. So he, speaking of entertaining. Uh-huh. Okay. Mike Gustafson and I on our trip back from Arlington yesterday, last night. Uh, <laughs> we're listening to uh, said Lady Raider broadcast. Okay. And... <laughs> Man, we thoroughly enjoyed when I don't know what the referee was confused about, but when Chuck and Fink were yelling to the referee to get his attention, Bill, 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 and they were telling him what he missed. Bill, it's five, Bill. It was five. It needs to be be one and one, Bill. Five. Right. Bill. Did you hear the end of the game, Jamie? Uh, yes. The very end of the game. Yeah. Um, Krista Gerlich is trying to get her girls to foul to end the game. Yeah. <clears throat> and Fink is yelling, foul, foul, foul. Coach Fink got a little excited. Chuck was also a little excited. <laughs> Bill, it's five, Bill. There's like this whole scores table. That's, pe- that's He's right in front of those. That's their, they were, those people's job. They were gonna they were gonna give the ball the Lady Raiders out of bounds underneath the bucket, and it was it was the fifth foul. The guy's right in front of me. I'm like Bill, it's five. That's five. Both of them are yelling, Bill, <laughs> Bill. They're first name basis, Bill. <laughs> Bill, yeah. come over for wings later after the game. I'm glad we gave you guys a, a good chuckle on oh, your. Man, on your... We were we nearly wet ourselves laughing. <laughs> the uh, hilarious. The Lady Raiders are going to have to push the, put those guys on the coaching staff uh, because you know they're or doing that much that amount of coaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, trying to make it non recruiting positions though. Non recruiting positions. Oh no, I want to be if I'm going to be in that role. I want to be a recruiter because I f- I feel like that I could do that. Because that's a that's a sales job, not evaluating talent, just just reeling them in, reeling them in, <laughs> reeling them in, closing. They could be the. I thought like, about that, you know, when I was like screaming at him, like, okay, that's really not the right thing to do, it's Chuck. Just, <laughs> but I was like, your, stay in your lane. <laughs> I was, I was guys, getting a little heated, you know. Fainter chiming in on our personal lines. <laughs> Wanted that one bad, guys. <laughs> Think we all did. We all yeah. did, man. Yeah. yeah. And Bill was not listening. Bill Lawrence. Hey, he teed up Krista Gerlich with, you know, 240 to go in the ball game or so. And um, they, they kept having conversations about that because he said that she said something and she said that she didn't say what he said that she said. And the thing that was frustrating about that was. Come on, Bill. Was that. Vic Schaefer was far more vociferous early on in the game, and his facial expressions and being on the court was far more than what Coach Gerlich's was. Seemed un, seemed it seemed undeserved to me because he teed her up pretty quick. And then there was a point in time in the game where one the other official, Michael McConnell, from clear across the court, gave her a warning. He's like, "That's a warning." I could read his lips. "That's a warning." And she's like, "What? That's a warning." Meanwhile, Vic Schaefer's going crazy, you know, to my right. I think there's been plenty of broadcasters before that complain about calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, these refs are terrible. Or this, well, I'm not um, saying they were all um, tell- um, terrible. This umpire is bad, or whatever. But like, I don't can't remember broadcasters <laughs> trying to help him call the game before. I don't remember hearing that. 
Well, it was five fouls. I mean, that was five. I mean, it's it's. I mean, that stupid scoreboard they've got hanging. It's got all this other stuff, but it's hard to find where the fifth foul is. And the people at the scores table, they're not going to help him because they're they're Longhorns. They are going to help him. They're, they that's their job. They weren't. They weren't. They didn't. They didn't hit the buzzer like me, me, me. You know, and go. How many times have you, in the history of calling basketball mm-hmm. games or watching basketball mm-hmm. games? Seen uh, them hand the ball out of bounds, and then they play for 10 seconds, and they go, oh, you know what? Yeah. That was the seventh foul. They were in the bonus. Yeah. How many? Never. Not never. Never. It was getting close was, last night. Sometimes it gets close. It was getting close last night. And they figure night. it out. But never in the history of ever I think, have I seen them, oh, man, that was too many. That was that was the seven. Oh, that's 10. That should have been two shots. Yeah. Never in the history of ever. All I got to say is that guy was he was getting ready to hand it off to the, Bill. Bill, don't call him that guy. I mean, you guys are tight. It's Bill. Bill. Bill Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, this person off the Eighth Spring Center chat line. Rest of the story is that that guy's name's actually Bob, not Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, but that's not true. It was Bill. You guys can make fun of us all you want, but I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys were tuned in to us and were entertained. Poor, poor Bill. How about Bob. You? Or, uh, Bob. How about you, Gus? I bet you laughed pretty hard. We laughed hard. Because then, we know you two and we love you two, it was funny. We're just pa- if we're, that was some other guys, we would it wouldn't have been funny. We were just, because we know you're both great dudes. We're just we're passionate. Funny. We're just passionate, you know. You gotta help, man. We gotta, we're just trying to help, you know. Just yeah. just trying to help. But I thought the technical was undeserved compared to what the other coach was doing. And uh, that was and it turned out to not be a factor because a tech Texas girl got teed up right away, and so it was basically a wash. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's Question of the Day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. You ever say to yourself, I came home for this, or I came in here for this, or why am I here? He came home to sleep in his own bed last night. Finally. He's been gone for a week. He's very happy oh. to be here today because that meant he was in his bed last night. But the the the, office, the, the, the uh, unintended consequence of that is he's with us. I, I think the benefit of him being in his own bed last night uh-huh. ma- more than makes up for having to be here with us this morning. I enjoy all the things. Okay. All the things. Including, including being in your own bed last night. Yes. Yes, I slept well. Um... All right, so today we're we're talking Red Raider hoops. Okay. Okay, we're gonna do our seems like once weekly. Okay, question. It's two parter. Oh, two parter. Okay. okay, I want you to tell me what you think the record will be in the final five. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to tell me where you think you're gonna finish in the Big Twelve standings at this point. Okay. I feel like this changes after every game. At least it does for me. No, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. I'm glad. That I was listening enough to hear you say "final five so that I didn't give you the the full record and then the, the conference record or the conference standing there at, at the end. Okay, so you uh, you will finish up with on the road at UCF, home Tuesday against Texas, away at West Virginia, away at Oklahoma State, home against Baylor. Four and one. Put me down for four and one. Okay, which one is the loss? 
was afraid you were going to ask me that because, I mean, there's a couple of different candidates. Um, one is Saturday against UCF. One is um, March the 2nd against West Virginia. I think I'm more leery of UCF than I am West Virginia, so I'm going to say Central Florida, Saturday. Okay. And then as far as the conference record or the conference standing where you're going to be, um, if you win, if you get four more wins and just one more loss, that would put you at uh, – Keep in mind, six, Baylor may have the six. toughest remaining schedule right. in the history of athletics. Right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a tie for third with Kansas, and then you win the tie break because you beat them. So third. Okay, so the three seed. Yeah. Wow. That's good stuff. That's bullish, right? That's good stuff. I have the Red Raiders finishing three and two, mm-hmm. losses to UCF this weekend, and uh, Baylor final home game. Ah. Because Baylor will be desperately needing to win a game at that point with the remaining portion of their schedule. And Baylor, if we were doing tell me I was wrong, would my statement would be Baylor's the one team, if they get into the NCAA tournament, you don't want to see in your bracket. Because I'm not sure they're going to get in with the remaining schedule that they have left. But if they get in, yeah, I think they're. I they think will they're be gonna, absolutely battle tested and ready in. to go. I would want no part of Baylor in the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, and I, with the three and two record, I put Tech sitting at fourth. Okay, I say you're going to go three and two, but I say your two losses will be at UCF and at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I think you will finish ahead of Baylor, but a game behind Kansas in fourth place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's who Iowa State finishes with, just in case anybody was wondering. That's the team that's right ahead of you. Saturday they play host to West Virginia. Wednesday next week they host Oklahoma. Then on March 2nd, they travel to UCF. They host BYU on March 6th, and then they play at K-State on March the 9th. So they have three games at home and uh, two on the road. Um, as far as uh, as far as far Kansas is concerned, uh, the Jayhawks, who right now are with you at 8-5, and five, uh, they will finish up with Texas on Saturday at home, BYU at home, at Baylor, home against K-State, and at Houston. That seems pretty... I mean, they got three and two as well. I think the one game that they're going to be concerned about is out at Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so anybody else you want to... Uh, know about let's see let's look at let's look at BYU because they're they're right behind the Red Raiders at seven and six along with TCU and Texas okay so BYU will finish with at K-State Saturday at KU on Tuesday home against TCU 
at Iowa State, home against Oklahoma State. I think they go two and three down the stretch. Okay. If they go two and <laughs> they go two and three down the stretch, they're really going to be a, a bubble team because they would be nine and nine in the conference. I'm not sure nine and nine is going to. Maybe might get you in. Well, nine and nine should get you into the tournament, unless you're riding like a six game losing streak at the end of the year. Like I said, the two and three, two and three. Hey, do you wish the Texas game was on a Saturday for the Red Raiders instead of next Tuesday night? Do you wish that the conference had done a little bit better, better job with it, with scheduling there on that, like five o'clock or three o'clock on a Saturday? Seems like there have been a little more zip, you know, to the ball game. Yeah, I think our fan base would have liked that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not t- here to tell you that the conference did a bad job, but it on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't there be other schools that would also say, "Hey, we would rather have I know, it but on it's, Saturday." I know, but it's it's Texas. It's like the last time they're going to be here. <clears throat> it's also supposedly the last time they're going to be at every other place too, Chuck. <clears throat> I know, but. So did, they can't play on the road every Saturday. I, I know, guess. but does it doesn't it uh, well, they, doesn't it mean more because it's us? I mean, we we we've played them more than KU has, or Iowa State has, or even Baylor. I just don't probably. think that's something that the league is thinking about when they're. I mean, it's supposed to be somewhat random or whatever. I mean, I don't think they're like. Hmm, well, Texas and Texas Tech have had a good rivalry. Well, you know, I mean, you know, if I were doing this... I would I'm, say Baylor would say the same thing. And, you know, I know they haven't played Kansas as much, but, mm-hmm. I mean, like, hey, we've had some good battles. We want them on a Saturday. Everybody, I'd, our fans will come out to hate on the Longhorns, too. I just feel like if I was doing this on my kitchen table, that we'd have Tech and Texas at But you're three. only thinking about rule number one. Four, but, yeah. Let's think about the greater good here. What would be the greater good of the conference is know. that Texas play in, in Lubbock on a Saturday. Yeah, really? Is it? How is that better? Good than the Big Twelve. Um, I think there's more eyeballs on Saturday than a Tuesday night. Really? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't. You think there's more eyeballs Tuesday night at eight o'clock than three o'clock on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, prime time. Prime time. Yeah. And then the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday. Yeah. I mean, if they really wanted to do it big on a Saturday, make it at seven o'clock. Saturday seven o'clock night. on a Friday night, a Saturday night, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think two o'clock on Saturday afternoon is getting higher ratings. Three than, o'clock, then three o'clock, whatever, yeah. then eight o'clock or yeah, you're probably right about Tuesday that. night. Probably... And I also don't think it's better for the conference. Okay, I think you're just thinking about what's better for Texas Tech fans. I agree. Yes, I would have preferred it, but I don't think the conference has done a bad job not doing that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Drive, good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. So we're uh, we're five games into the baseball season. Red Raiders uh, played uh, last, what, Thursday, Friday? No, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Uh, What... What's your takeaway? What's your assessment so far? Uh, I would say so far good, not great. A mm-hmm. uh, lot to like. Uh, as I told you earlier, I feel like the, there's definitely a lot more arms than normal that I think are going to be able to be relied upon that can throw strikes consistently. 
Um, but then there's been some some inconsistency. Isaiah Rhodes was a guy that really flashed on Friday night against Tennessee, and boy, he he was a big surprise. Just this is a young man that's only he just graduated from Southern Miss in December, and he's only been on campus you know a month or so, and looked great against Tennessee, and then. Uh, went out there yesterday and uh, threw 24 pitches, and only seven of them were in the strike zone. Mm. So, um, you know, so there's some inconsistency there, but uh, that's just one specific guy. But, um, you know, I, your offense looked pretty good. That even considering that guys like Cash and um, Harrelson did not get off to great starts at all. Uh, you know, you're, but you're starting to see those guys hit the ball a little bit better. Gage had a really good day yesterday. Gavin had a good night on Tuesday. But, you know, you got to see with Cash, it's a matter of, you know, can he get it done against the good pitching staffs? You know, not just beat up on the UT Arlingtons of the world, but can he do it against Big 12 competition? Mm-hmm. And obviously he did that last year, but there was an – it felt like an adjustment was made with pitchers and they scouted him and – you know, for the most part, at the end of the season, he wasn't the same guy. Had a good regional, however, in Gainesville, so that was good, and that was against a really good pitching staff. So, I don't know, you just need to see him be a little bit more consistent. I uh, felt like he hit the ball hard yesterday a couple times, but unfortunately turned into outs. But, um, you know, I, I you know, you're going to shore some things up defensively. I don't think you were perfect defensively, but I thought you were, you were solid and – I, I kind of attribute that to the fact that it's early on in the season, to be honest. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think it was a it was a good five day stretch or five game stretch, whatever. Got a lot of different guys in there, and you can see that a lot of them are going to be able to contribute. Do you think the hitters are ahead of the pitchers, or are the pitchers ahead of the hitters right now? Or can you? Is it too early to tell? Depends. I think the hitters are ahead of the bad pitchers. Okay. The good pitchers are ahead of the hitters. <laughs> okay, that was good. I, that was. I that guess was, I'm just saying. I that think was it's quick. Less about the timing, mm-hmm. and it's more about who's better. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's always the standard. Oh, the pitchers are ahead of the. <laughs> you, you said it pretty eloquently there. The, the pitchers are ahead of the bad hitters and the. The good hitters are ahead of the bad pitchers. Yeah, that's 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 well said. Because they're bad. Mm-hmm. Feels like um, they're allowed to get better though. Feels like they played a lot of people over this. Yes, a ton. You know, so I mean that that gives you a lot of. Um, feels like you have a lot of wiggle room with this team. Feels like there's a lot of, just kind of sounds like there's a lot of meat on the bone with this team. Hope so. Yeah. Hope yeah. so. I mean, it's just one. You know, I know it's just five games, games five, right? Just five games. You can't get yeah. too down. You can't get too high about it. But yeah. I think there are things that that have me, you know, feeling good about things. I mm-hmm. don't think you're anywhere near a finished product. Um, again, I know I would have loved for you to get one of the wins against sure. the top ten team. Sure, no doubt. But sure. I would tell you right now, you're not a top ten team. Okay, you're yeah, a top those, twenty those team. Teams right? are better than you. I mean, they had elite pitching from Tennessee. On Friday is what won that game. Elite. Okay. And uh, on yesterday, I would say really good offense and um, some really good defense as well by by Oregon State. It's a, a you know a notch above what you have right now or what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it'll be that way when the season comes to an end, but right now they're ahead of you. 
All right, so uh, Tech will play the home opener tomorrow against Southern. <clears throat> we'll have that for you at 2, balls and strikes uh, for 2 o'clock, and then we'll, our coverage at, at 1.30 from Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park. And then Saturday, it's a 2 o'clock first pitch, 1.30 pregame. And then Sunday, 1 o'clock first pitch, 12.30 pregame. And then what's up with this? You're off all week. You don't play again until Friday. It's well, kind of played two midweeks this week, and I don't. I mean, I give the fellas a little coach bit. Of, wants to get some practice in too. Okay, right. I mean, in your, I assume he has to give him the day off today. Right. Right, because they've been hard at it. Right. Right. So and play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I guess they're. I don't know. They can actually get some practice time in next week. And then you're. Did they fly then, back then last fly, night, or did they bus back? They bust back. Yeah, this is baseball, Jeff. Well, <laughs> with the timing of this uh, for the day off, they would have had to be back in. Well, I guess it was an early game yesterday, so they should have been back by midnight. I think mind. it's a 24-hour deal. I don't think your boots have to be in, you know, your place at 11.59. What are you talking about? The the, the 24 off. hours off that they had. The, the, oh. the quote-unquote day off. they were home by midnight. Like, if they were still traveling after midnight, then I don't know that today could have counted as a day off. You think yeah. they were- I don't know the answer to that, but I bet if they got home at 1230, it would have been okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. also, it was an early game, so they still would have had plenty of time to get yeah. back before midnight. Yeah. Gus and I made it by 10. Surely they made it within two hours after yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think they were listening to the... Lady Raider broadcast on the on the bus last night? No, probably I'm not. Guess no. Probably not, yeah. I'm gonna guess. You guys you guys tuned in. I think did you guys tune in for the game or did you tune in for the entertainment to see what kind of shenanigans we would get ourselves into and then you weren't disappointed? No, we turned in tuned in for the game. I for mean, the game and then you sporting you're, event. That's and, gonna make the drive go faster. And then you then you discovered, wow, we got a game here too. And then the, yeah, the, yeah, no, and then I we mean, had there a game. Were times where we turned it down a little sure. bit and we were having a conversation, but um Well, and they also work at a radio station where they're gonna have to talk about the game. Right, yeah. no, I got they it. They might want to know what's going on. No, no, no. It. I got it. I mean it's just I, I did I I honestly thought that, that Gus would probably fly home and Jamie would, would drive home by himself. That Gus would have finagled because he was out of town for other duties and then flew into Arlington. And my thought was, well, he'll just take advantage of that and fly home as opposed to. He's helping to, out his partner. To ride home. Well, I mean, it probably would have cost him more money. Yeah, or somebody. Yeah. Or somebody. Yeah, well, the. The, the, the baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. And, you know, I mean, and, you know, you're, you kind of like, you like solitude more some, sometimes more than you like company sometimes i don't mind a car ride with gus you want to go with fink and i next week and drive up and back to fort worth i don't think there's enough air (laughs) probably not (laughs) you probably would you probably would be like just drop me off at post do you want to ride with gus and i to albuquerque week after next Mm, i'll be in i'll be in kansas city for the big 12 this has been the morning drive podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t 97.3 podcasts at double t 97.3.com